January 6th, 2021. You know, um, so many lies about that day, so many unanswered questions, so many questions that haven't even been asked. That whole crazy, phony January 6th committee and all the stunts they pulled uh, and and so many poor people have been uh, imprisoned, wrongly accused, uh, wrongly imprisoned. And uh, our next guest, Joseph McBride, defense attorney, has been fighting the great fight uh, for these wrongly accused, persecuted people. Uh, Joseph McBride joins us right now. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing well, Greg. It's it's good to be with you again. Thank you for having me and for your, your continuing coverage on this important issue. Uh, well, it's uh, look, it's an honor. And uh, number one, can you just you're a criminal defense attorney. How did you first um, how did you first get involved in January 6th defense? Uh Oh, Joe. Uh, yeah, can you guys hear me? <laughs> yeah, we can now. Uh, hey, I don't know if you heard my question, but how did you get first involved in the January 6th uh, defense stuff? Oh, I think we lost him. What kind of phone was he on? Oh, well. Um, well, we're calling him right back. So, you know, the guy that he represented, I think most famous, is Big O. Barnett. Big O. Barnett, the guy from uh, Alabama, you, you definitely have seen his picture. He <laughs> He did not break into the Capitol. He didn't harm anybody. He didn't hurt anyone. He didn't break anything. His big crime, um, putting his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Remember that picture? And then they try to hit him with another crime. Um, he took an envelope with a stamp on it. And they said, well, he's, he, he stole federal property. Funny thing is, he actually left money. He left 75 cents for the stamp on the desk. He said a couple of crass things, but you know what? This is still America. You're allowed to do that, and I believe he's in jail right now, but it would have been a lot worse had Joseph McBride not been involved. Joe is back with us on the phone. Joe, skip my first question. Can you give me an update on uh, Big O Barnett, the uh, guy famously caught with his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk? What is the status of that case? Well, Big O is cur- currently appealing uh, his, his conviction. Amongst other things, he's going to argue, and he is arguing that the 1512 charge uh, should it should not have stuck with the D.C. jury. That any reasonable jury uh, should have understood that he was not guilty of acting corruptly under the meaning of the statute. Uh, that is the big problem with this charge. They, they they took this charge and they expanded it to say that anybody who was on Capitol grounds, anybody who entered the Capitol that day, is guilty of obstructing an official proceeding. That is simply just not the case. Uh, This is the only way the Department of Justice was able to to inculpate all the people who went there. It's been very problematic since since Jump Street. But because the D.C. bench is politicized, because it's such a very highly, highly heavy Joe Biden positive jury pool, 96, 97 percent positive Joe Biden. And because the Department of Justice has no respect for the rule of law, they've been able to get away with it. Thank God that Judge Nichols has had the courage to say, hey, look, I'm on the right side of history here. This is about document shredding. This is about Enron. This is about, you know, white collar criminals trying to uh, get ahead of, of a criminal investigation and obstruct the process down the road. This is not about 
blue-collar American citizens coming in to object to the election result. Even if they pushed over a lantern or broke a picture, that's got nothing to do with obstructing an official proceeding. It looks like the Supreme Court is going to agree with them. And if the Supreme Court does agree with them, cases like Barnett's, Trump's, and everybody else who's been uh, uh, convicted uh, since, since January 6th up until today are going to be ripe for dismissal, ripe for appeal, and right for all other different types of wrongful conviction lawsuits. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens um, after the Supreme Court hears arguments on this case. I love it. And by the way, I don't know if you watch much MSNBC or CNN, but they have all these former federal prosecutors, and sometimes I don't think they realize they're on TV, because what they're doing is 90% of the time scheming together, salivating about how they can bend the law, distort the law, uh, to the greatest extent possible to get January Sixers and to get Trump. The, and especially that guy, Andrew Weissman. I mean, what they are actually talking about, what they reveal themselves to be. I mean, these are overzealous prosecutors by definition. Have you noticed that they really are out to kind of twist the law like they apparently did in this case and they want to do more of it? Yes, 100%, Greg. Look, when, when, you ha- when you're getting rid of – when you're dissolving tradition, you're dissolving gender roles, you're dissolving the founding fathers' thoughts of this country, you have nothing left to stand on. Your politics and your political party, it becomes your faith, it becomes your religion, and that zeal becomes religious to the point where you want to crucify anybody who disagrees with you. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Prosecutors have the highest duty of any lawyer. Anybody who becomes a lawyer, prosecutor has the highest duty to to carry out the, the functions of their office scrupulously, making sure that justice is administered fairly and impartially. And what you're seeing here is the out and out assassination of everybody who thinks or views the world differently than they do. And that's how they're able to do this. You don't hear any objective interpretation of the law. You don't hear, well, Greg, on one side this, on the, on the other side of that. All you hear is guilty, 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 Trump, 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 January 6th, January 6th, January, January 6th. And the last time that we saw this was with 9-11. They held uh, enemy combatants indefinitely in jail for an extended period of time. And good defense attorneys, especially New York attorneys, cried foul and said, hey, you can't do this. We're United States. We don't behave like the government in Baghdad did or the government in the, or the Taliban. There's due process here. And what they have done is they have constructively treated American citizens as if they were terrorists by holding, it, holding them in jail indefinitely, setting aside all previous president before January 6th when it comes to bail reform, setting aside all previous precedent when it comes to discovery in order to turn the screws to each January 6th defendant and end in order to – obviously get to President Trump. The more January 6th defendants that they convict, the more credence and the more credibility they view in their own warped minds that they have for President Trump's conviction. If the Supreme Court rules against them, everything falls apart. Their corruption and and their one-sidedness will be set before the whole world generationally, and this will be a black stain finally uncovered um, after three years of vicious, vicious political persecutions by one side. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. 
The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. That is wild. You know, I never thought about it. Look, let's face it. We all wanted the uh, 9-11 terrorists and those who supported them dead. And we killed a lot of them on the battlefield in Afghanistan. And that was right and good. Uh, now, some of them, whether they were involved or not, ultimately wound up on American soil, Guantanamo Bay. That's an American facility. And you're saying something that I did not think about at the time. But if we treat our enemies, if we blow off the law for our enemies, the danger is that they can blow off the law for our friends, ultimately. And that seems to have what happened here. That, that's that, that's ex- exactly right. You know, as the United States of America, you know, as America goes, so goes the world. We have a duty, almost like the prosecutors, to hold ourselves to the highest standard because the world looks to us to see how due process is conducted in criminal court. And if we don't do that, even for our worst enemies, if we don't do that, even for those who, who, who we, we believe to be on the fringe of society, then, uh, you know, we can't do it for some of the people who, who are who we cherish and who are the best to us. It's, it's very unfortunate um, what has happened here. But we have an opportunity. We have this very brief moment in time to correct this. This is the beauty of the checks and balances of the, of the American system. This is the beauty of the power of the Supreme Court to be able to say Department of Justice, executive branch, January 6th committee, legislative branch, you've been out of control for, for so long. But now that these matters have come before us, it's within our power, and we are duty-bound to set the record straight and, and to correct the record for history. Otherwise, the state of the country and, and, the, and, the, and the trajectory of the country going forward is not going to be well. It is my greatest hope that the Supreme Court comes out right on this, and I encourage all of your uh, listeners to 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 pray, no matter what your faith is, with all your heart and soul, that do they, that they did do the right thing by the American people with regard to this important decision. So, you um, you're one of the few. I mean, you're you're a patriot. You're a lawyer. So many lawyers are afraid. And you just said a little while ago, you know, January six six six, Trump, 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 bad, 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 all of it. That is like the party line, not just for Democrats, but for like big law, big corporate law firms, small corporate law firms, medias, medium-sized law firms. You really are my, – my sense is you are sticking your neck out big time, and it shouldn't be like this. Everybody deserves a lawyer, but they have made it so it's almost – it's dangerous, it's toxic, it's uh, – you're, you're, you're incurring a lot of risk by getting involved with January 6th defendants professionally. Am I right? Yeah, yeah for, for sure, but, you know – I, despite my potty mouth and my imperfections, I am a dedicated and practicing Roman Catholic. And the reason why I bring that up is because my faith informs a lot of what I do. And the person that I worship, the person that I believe to be God, Jesus Christ, he is the most famously wrongfully convicted person of all time. Huh. And when you look at, at Scripture, or you look at the stories with David and Goliath. You look at the stories of Gideon. It wasn't a, Gideon started that battle with 300,000 men, and it went all the way down to 300 men in the end because God and the universe are often not after quantity. They're after quality of the man or woman who's ready and willing to stand up on the right side of history. And in my gut, I believe that my calling to be, be a lawyer 
is, 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 is exactly that. It's a vocation. It's something that God and the universe have asked me and selected me to do. And I have to honor it the right way. Otherwise, when I go to see him uh, after this life and I go to Judgment Day, you know, he's, he's going to tell me I wasn't faithful with the gifts that he's been given to me. So I got to do the right thing. I love my country. I love these people. I even love these Democrats who are on the wrong side of history. We just need to forgive each other. We need to set the record straight. We need to stop hating each other because people see the world differently than us. And we need to follow the rule of law. The rule of law was, is there for good reason. The Constitution, the Bill of Rights, was written during times like these in anticipation of times like these to get us through times like these. If we adhere to the law, we're good to go for the future. If we don't, all is lost. You're amazing, Joe. It's so amazing. Joe, where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in, in Brooklyn and Long Island. I went to John Jay College and then Cardozo Law for college and law school. And I've been in and around the, uh, the New York City area and Long Island my entire life, but most of my life in Brooklyn. Where on Long Island? Mastic Shirley. I went to William Floyd High School, graduated high school out there in, uh, in 1997, uh, and, and then eventually uh, wound up at John Jay College. I became a lawyer in, in response to my brother's own wrongful conviction. Uh, I, I know what it's like to have my hands, uh, my family's fate in the hands of an attorney that doesn't care. Um, my brother absolutely did nothing wrong, and, and he got tricked into signing a very bad plea deal. And it landed him in jail for 15 years. It, it, my, my mom and dad were devastated, and you know I decided to become an attorney that that night. I had to I had to go to college and, and then law school. It took me 10 years to become an attorney in an effort to try to get my brother out. By the time I had graduated and got admitted to the bar, my brother had maxed out. It took me 10 years, but I dedicated my life to sticking up for people who have been unfairly and overly prosecuted by the government because I know what it did to my life. I know what it's like to be a suffering family member, powerless, and I take all that into court with me and, and, and into every phone conversation that I have with every one of these clients because it's, uh, it's imprinted upon my soul. Wow. Wow. I mean, uh, yeah, unfortunately, a lot of lawyers uh, just don't give a damn, do they? It's another uh, it's just another paycheck. It's another whatever. Right. We've. Hell, we all saw that movie, Justice for All. <laughs> Remember with yeah. Al, Al Pacino? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that maybe I'll go out like that on my very last case. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So listen, you said we can pray. Uh, Joe McBride, if anybody's in a jam, uh, and I hope they aren't, but uh, how can they find you? I am a McBride Law NYC across social media. My, my team and I are responsive to our, uh, our messages there. And, of course, uh, McBrideLawNYC.com. My email is there. My phone number is there. Those are the easiest ways uh, to, to get to me. And if I can't respond to you personally, a member of my, of my team can certainly uh, get back to you uh, in, a, in a reasonable amount of time. All right. McBride Law NYC, right? M-C-B-R-I-D-E? Yes, sir. All right. Hey, do me a favor. Our producers need to uh, talk to you. It looks like Rich might be in a jam right now. <laughs> if, I don't know if he's looking for free legal advice, but he's waving his arms. He wants to talk to you, okay? And if he is looking for legal advice, start the clock. <laughs> Joseph McBride, we so appreciate you, what you're doing. Thank you for sharing your story. Uh, best to all the wrongly accused uh, January Sixers, and we will be right back.